0: Colossians 4, 12, and 13, everybody there? All right, Scripture says, Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ, saluteth you always, laboring fervently for you in prayers, that ye may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. For I bear him record that he hath a great zeal for you, and them that are in Laodicea, and them in Hierapolis. Father, we thank you today for the good singing this morning, and thank you, Father Lord, for our church, thank you for our visitors that are here today, visiting with us, we thank you for them being here. I pray today, Lord, as we preach your word, we can be a help to these that have come this way today, blessing the children's church, help our nation, Lord, and. Help it, Father, Lord God. It'll, it'll, it'll seek God before time has ran out, Lord God. I just pray we be an example in this community and let our light shine to the lost in the dying world. you want here today, Father, Lord, that you might save them if they're lost. One backslid, that they may be restored. If be one walking contrary to your will, they'll get, where they need to be in the will of God. And we thank you, love you, and praise you for what you do here today, Father. We ask it in Jesus' name and for His sake we pray. Amen. I'll be seated. I want to preach today all the will of God. That's what he said. He said all of it. He just didn't say the will of God. He said all of it. All the will of God. Now you'll learn something about the will of God. Every day of your life, God will show you more and more things. And some people say, well, what is it God wants me to do? Just keep doing whatever you're doing, and eventually you'll see exactly what God wants you to do. Amen. Praise God, You may be already doing it all already. But we find here in a way of the introduction, Epaphras was a minister to this church. Desired that they may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. First he said that they would stand. Stand means having determination. Having determination. Not only to stand but to be perfect. Perfect means mature. Reaching the goal of the will of God in your life. Mature. But not only standing, not only being perfect, but being complete, full of assurance in all the will of God that you are doing, what God would have you to do, amen, walking with the Lord in fellowship with Him. Let me say something. Every pastor has a desire to see folks that are converts, to understand, number one, all the will of God for your life, but to, number two, undertake all the will of God for your life, and number three, never underestimate all the will of God for your life. But that's the three things I'm going to preach on very briefly this morning is understanding all of it, undertaking all of it, and number three, underestimating all of it, amen. You know, we take the will of God so many times for granted, amen, and so many times, you know, we get saved and we say, well, you know, when we get to heaven, we're all going to be the same. I don't think so, amen. That's the judgment seat of Christ, amen. We'll do some separating, amen going to do some separating, doesn't be rewards given out, amen, but we find here understanding the will of God, two things about understanding the will of God, there's the negative, there's the negative understanding, and then there's the positive understanding, so first let's look at the negative understanding, number one, when it comes to understanding the will of God and the negative side of it, let me say this, it is never contrary to the Scripture. It is never contrary to the scriptures. My brother-in-law had a couple left left their church and said, well, oh, uh, we're not going to be members of the church. Uh, we're going to go out here and we're going to do our own work. God don't bless nothing outside the local church. Amen. Did y'all know that? There ain't no such thing as I do my own thing. No, you do what God says do in the will of God. And, hey, it's never contrary to the scriptures. Never contrary to the scriptures. He says here in Psalms 40 and verse number 8, I delight to do thy will. Oh, my God, yea, thy law is within my heart. He just don't talk about the will of God right there. He talks about the law, the word of God being in his heart. Because if it's in your heart, it won't be contrary to the scriptures. Amen. Amen. And people do stuff off the wall, man, and bring God into it. Amen. It is never, hey, I've seen them come here at New Hope, come in like a blaze of fire. They ain't even here now. But they came in like a blaze blazer. God told me to do this. And God said I was there. And they ain't doing nothing. Huh, Amen. Amen. Well, I just ain't seen it here at New Hope. I've seen it about every church uh, that I pastored. Amen. But we say it's never contrary to the scriptures. Let me say this about the negative understanding. It don't only, it's never contrary to the scriptures. It's never contrary to the spirit of God. They said in John 4, 24, they that worship God must worship him. His spirit and the truth. But he also says in Psalms 143 verse 10. Teach me to do thy will. For thou art my God. Thy spirit is good. Lead me into the land of uprightness. So the negative understanding is. It's never contrary to the scriptures. It's never contrary to the spirit of God. Because the spirit of God is within us. He leads us and he directs us. In the ways that we should go. And it's never contrary to. To the sanctuary. In 2 Corinthians 8.5. Paul writing. He says in this they did. Not as we hoped. But first gave their own selves to the Lord. Unto us. By the will of God. You can't separate the church from the will of God, amen, because God works through the church, and Paul's talking about how the church worked in his life, amen. So it's never contrary to these things. Now, that's the negative understanding of the will of God. But then there's the positive understanding of the will of God. Number one, let me say this. Salvation is the will of God. It's not God's will that anybody under the sign of my voice die and go to hell. He's not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. Now we find here salvation is the will of God. Listen to Galatians 1.4. Who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from the present evil world according to the will of God and our Father. It's God's will that all go to heaven, but everybody's not going to heaven because everybody has a choice, amen, to make. Salvation is the will of God. Sanctification is the will of God. That's one you don't hear about much. Why do people get offended at sanctification? Why would sanctification uh, upset a Christian when sanctification just is talking about setting themselves apart? Setting themselves apart. Sanctification is the will of God. This is the scripture being used, does night. Verse Thessalonians 4, 3, for this is the will of God. Even your sanctification, your sanctification, amen. So we find here, Saint salvation is the will of God. Sanctification. And listen, if people don't read the Bible and apply scripture to your life, you'll find fault in every church you ever go to. Amen. It's everybody's fault. Nobody ain't right. They, everybody's wrong and you're right. I don't think so. It got wrong when you walked through the door just like the rest of us did. Amen. But it's funny. Sanctification upset, sir. So I don't want to hear this, and I don't want to hear If it's in the book, you preach it. If it's in the book, you preach it. Sanctification is the will of God that you set yourself apart from this world. Service is the will of God. Doing service for the Lord. We've got a sign there that says enter to worship, but leave to serve. We didn't walk outside them doors. You'd probably be serving the Lord. Service is the will of God. Acts 13, verse 36. For David, after he had served his own generation, David served the Lord. After the Bible says, For David, after he had served his own generation by the will of God, fell asleep. Which means he died. So we find here uh, the positive side is salvation is the will of God, sanctification is the will of God, service is the will of God, suffering. Suffering, 1 Peter three seventeen, for it is better if the will of God be so, if it's the will of God, if the will of God be so that you suffer for well-doing. He said if you do right, you're going to suffer. Hey, listen to me. As you go through this walk of life, people are going to lie on you. People going to talk about you. They'll run the church down. They ain't got no fear of God. They'll talk about the church to preaching, anybody else just like they will anybody else. There's no fear of God. God said before their eyes anymore. We're living in a generation now that don't have no fear, amen. But we find here, he said, there can come a time in your life and you may suffer, but if you do suffer in the will of God, amen, God will take care of you because guess what? There is a reward for suffering, amen. There is reward for suffering. Selection is the will of God. Now, what do you mean by that? Well, here in Colossians chapter 1, verse 1 and 2, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God. He said, God selected me. He didn't select fatty. He selected Paul on the road to Damascus. But could you imagine being a, a murderer? What you did for a living was you had people killed, one by one by one. And you thought you were doing God's service. And then and you find out you are kicking against the bricks. That's what he told uh, That's what Jesus told Paul. He said, it's hard to kick against the bricks. So you've lived your life as a heretic. And you've come against the church of God. And then one day you find out you were wrong. You were wrong. And then you, when you find out you're wrong, you find out he's right. That's what it's all about. We're wrong and he's right. Paul found out he was wrong in what he was doing. But what Jesus said was right. And he says, Who art thou, Lord? He found right then that Jesus was the Lord. But he says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. And Timotheus, our brother, to the saints and faithful brethren in Christ, which are at Colosse. What a statement he made. He says, The brethren were faithful. Moreover, it's required in that a man be found faithful. In my early ministry, I had him look at me and say, I want to hear more than faithfulness. Well, why do they say that? Because we're faithful. I said, when we get that right, we'll move on to something else. Amen. And listen to me. I've always been kind of loony. Amen. But dear God, I was loony when I was a young preacher. Amen. I said, when we get past that, one, we'll move on to something else. Amen. Praise the Lord. Understanding the will of God. Number two, undertaking the will of God undertaking the will of God. Now, if you're going to undertake the will of God in your Christian life, you're going to have to be obedient. You're going to have to be obedient. I had a boy preach revival for me one time and he preached a message on God bless my disobedience. God does not bless disobedience. He blesses obedience. It takes obedience. John 7, 17, if any man will do his will. He shall know the doctrine, whether it be of God. He said, if you're going to do my will, you have to be obedient to the scriptures, to the doctrine of God. It takes obedience to undertake the will of God. Not only does it take obedience, it takes heart. It takes heart. He said in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 6, not with eye service. Everybody wants somebody else to see what they're doing. He said, it's not with eye service, as men but as the servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. What does it mean doing it from the heart? Doing it with enthusiasm. Doing it with some fire. Doing it with some desire, amen. Hey, dear God, I'm not here today because i got to be here. I'm here today because God blessed me to be here, amen. I want to be here, amen. I want to be house. I want to be here. We need some enthusiasm, some fire in the souls, amen, to show, amen, we are undertaking the will of God in our life. Obedient. Not only amen obedience, but it takes heart. It takes heart. It takes prayer. It takes prayer. Romans 1 and verse number 10, making request, if by any means now at length I might have a prosperous journey by the will of God to come unto you. He's getting them to pray. Amen. He's getting them to pray because he's getting ready to undertake God's will for his life. It is God's will that I be here at New Hope. I've been here eight years, looking for eight more, looking for that cemetery out there one of these days. Amen. Well, you kind of bulldog, you better believe it, buddy. Listen ain't, no, hey, listen, ain't no time to be playing church. This world's in a mess, instead of steady going under, and ain't no time to be playing church. If you don't think the world's in a mess, just look at Washington, D.C., and you'll figure it out. We can't even put people in the right mind in office anymore, amen. We got some loony birds dirt on me, buddy. Hey, hey, listen. To this. We got people, we got people that's representing us, hate our country. We messed up, ain't we? Amen. Praise God. That takes prayer, but it takes sensitivity. It's sensitive. Romans 8 27 He that searches the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the spirit. Because he maketh intercession for the saints. Watch this. According to the will of God. When you're undertaking the will of God. Uh, Hey, there's a sensitivity there, and when you pray, you might not even pray as you should, but thank God He knows your heart, and because the Holy Ghost lives in you, and He knows your heart, He can bring it before the throne of God and put it before God. You might not be saying it right, but He'll tell you exactly what your heart is really saying. Amen. What a blessing. Praise God. Takes sensitivity. But listen, folks, it takes resignation. Resignation when it comes to undertaking the will of God. It takes it. resonates all through my, that's my wife, all through my ministry, always took jobs that couldn't pay that much just so I could do the ministry. It didn't have to pay that much. Why? Because God took care of me. Amen. Amen. So if I undertake it when it takes resignation, Acts 21, 14, and when he would not be persuaded, see, Paul was getting ready to go up to Jerusalem, and they scared that they'd kill him when he got up there, but they tried to persuade him. And it says when he would not be persuaded, amen, Bible says then we cease. We didn't try to stop him anymore. And the, here's what they said. The will of the Lord be done. So Paul don't care if he lives. He don't care if he dies. He just wants God's will to be done. Amen. And we find, we pray for you, Paul. The Lord's will be done because you have uh, resigned your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. Nothing else matters but him. That's the way we're supposed to be. Well, I'm not there. Well, praise God. You need to start praying. You need to start seeking, looking and reading the scripture, amen, and get as close to him as you can. Some people don't want to be close. Well, my life is fine just the way it is. I'm thinking that I'll move up, and that's my business. That is your business. The judgment seat of Christ is going to be Jesus' business. Then. It's going to be Jesus' business. Then. Don't think it's a fairy tale. Heaven's not a fairy tale, and the judgment seat of Christ is not a fairy tale. It is real. You think it'll be rough? I say so. This man here that resigned his life for the Lord said it was going to be a terror for him. That's what he said. We're far behind, including myself. Undertaking the will of God. But here's the last one I want to share with you, Dad. Underestimate. So many times we underestimate what God can do. Underestimating the will of God. The underestimation of salvation. Do we really appreciate what God has done for us? Do you underestimate your salvation? He says in 1 John two seventeen. And the world passeth away. It ain't going to stay here, folks. The world passeth away, and the lust thereof. This world's full of lust. This world, amen, As a God of this world. He's wicked. He only cares about the things of the world. And the Bible says, And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But that he that doeth the will of God, there's the will of God again, abideth forever. Amen. We're going to abide forever. Jesus gave me everlasting life. He gave me eternal life. I'm going to live forever. And I do not want to underestimate, amen, the salvation that God has given me and take it for lightly. For Don't light, take it for granted, amen, but get all I can out of it. God gave you something to get all you can out of it, amen. He didn't save you just to keep you from hell. He saved you to get all you can out of salvation. What he saved you for. He didn't save you just to sit on the pillow. I ain't going to do nothing. No. He saved you to do something. Amen. Amen. He said, well, I don't want to hear you no more. No, but there's some that do want to hear me. There's some that do want to hear me. And we can tiptoe through the tulips like Tiny Tim used to do. Amen. And we can bust the walls out. We're not here to tiptoe through the tulips. We're here to preach the book. The Word of God. Now, if you want one that don't preach the book, you can find one, yeah. honey. It's like a grocery store. Take your pick. Whatever desire in your life is, you can find it out there, amen. They'll give you exactly what you want. Won't do you no good in eternity, but they'll give you what you want. There you go. Underestimation of salvation. Don't take it for granted. Underestimation of suffering. Suffering. Now, as I get older, I'm starting to see something. Body, body, bodies were out. Bodies were out. Mikey, he must have been doing some work down there yesterday. I was doing some things up here in the fellowship hall. Both of us found out we got muscles we didn't realize that we had. <laughs> because when Mikey came in prayer this morning, he got That's the same way that I did when I sit down. I said I didn't use any muscles. Right there. I that. not think I was. But it's hurting back here. Man. <laughs> Underestimating. Suffering. He said in Hebrews ten thirty six. For you have need of patience. That after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. There are some people that suffer. Amber got in a car wreck. And she lived what, 15 years? Her whole time she lived, oh, she was saved, but she had a ministry of suffering. I've seen her during the summertime when it's burning hot sitting next to a heater because she said she's about to freeze, and I didn't understand it, but that was her condition. And she had a sickness that she bore with that. But now, you know what's going to happen to her? She's going to receive the promise. There is a ministry of suffering. People are suffering and can't go, but they go anyway, amen. God rewards that, and people see that, amen, and that makes a difference in the Christian life. So there is a reward for that. So he said, just have patience. Just have patience, he said, because the promise is coming. Amen, just have patience. The pro- hey, well, hey, let the world have a party. Let them think, boy, I tell you what, we just about got America where we want her at. We can get rid of these fanaticals and get them out of here and get rid of that crowd that's the King James Bible thumpers and all that crowd. We get rid of them boy, we have it right we want it. Yeah, they're going to have it where they want it, but they got to deal with another man. And when they deal with that man, God have mercy on their soul, amen. He's a dictator. He rules. The Bible says he'll change the laws, amen, and everything else. And they say, who is able to make war with the beast? Who is able? See, he becomes the beast the last three and a half years. First, he's the Antichrist. Then later on, he becomes the beast. They say, who's able to make war with the beast? I know a man who can. I know a man who can. And I done met the man. And your showdown's coming, and it ain't Marshall Dillon neither, brother. Amen. Showdown's coming, and when it comes, I know the man that will prevail. Because I done read the book. I done read the book. Man. My wife was telling me an illustration or something he was bringing out. Brother Charles Lawson was bringing up from the Scripture. And she was telling me the story of Judah and Tamar. When she got about halfway, I told her the rest of it. I didn't know. I said, I read the book. Underestimation of salvation. Underestimation of service. Some people do suffering. And it's not because of sin. It's for the glory of God. Amen? And then... Underestimation of silence. First Peter two fifteen. For so is the will of God that with well doing ye may put the silence the ignorance of foolish men. When well, Jesus hanging on the cross, he says, "Father, forgive them, for they know not what to do." He's about to say, "They are ignorant." Yeah, they are ignorant. If they knew the scriptures. They were That was their Messiah right there. They could have set up the kingdom. Them Pharisees could have swallowed that pride and said, hey, stop. We are wrong. We are wrong. Stop, stop, stop. What? We repent in the name of this man that's hanging on the cross. Amen. He is our Messiah. We were wrong. God forgive us. You think Jesus would have forgiven them? Sure he would. Sure he would. But pride, they couldn't do it. Because of position, they couldn't do it. They said, He that. They called him the deceiver. The deceiver. He was not the deceiver. God Almighty in the flesh. We'll get to meet him one day, face face. But the Bible says it's the will of God. Amen. We just keep on doing what we're doing. Keep on doing what we're doing. Thank you for listening to the In Spirit and In Truth podcast. Hope this message was a blessing to you all. Tune in next week to hear God's word. Until next time, Pastor Locklear.